Don't forget to vote <laughs> on Twitter for Drew's next ass tattoo. It's going on the left cheek this time. So yeah, I actually do need a new tattoo. So I mean, Honestly, I'm open to all it's ideas. It's going to be Connor Clifton mine, and but... Jeremy Swayman as members of Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or just kissing, who knows? Anyway, podcast black and yellow black and yellow black and yellow my name is cam hasbrick joined as per usual by chris gear andrew johnson and at this point also nick lanciani it's it's pretty much (laughs) usual at this point Uh, hi i'm I'm, i live here now the fifth (laughs) bruise and burns host what did i say was the fourth beetle (laughs) nick was like i'm ringo like, that's just and then I realized, but I don't want to. Peace no, and love. Peace and love. Nancy's got Nancy's got something on Ringo for sure. But um, anyway, we're here to talk about some hockey, some spooky season Halloween stuff, which is just a slightly outdated in our our usual fashion by the time this is airing. But this is um, released November fifth. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about early Thanksgiving and shit. I don't know, you know, whatever. Uh, Let's start out with some beers, though. I, I don't know what we're drinking. Drew and I are splitting a tall right. boy, some kind of IPA that he was intent on drinking. So, so I'll start this out, and we'll review it every other word. No. Um, <laughs> so I actually – so I was like, I don't want a full tall boy IPA. Cam want to split it, and I think that worked out mm-hmm. well for both of us. I have we'll work tomorrow. He has to golf in the morning or some shit. Hopefully. Uh, you know, because Tuesday's the Sounds weekend. Sounds like a rough life. Um, so this is called a Hi, Jack. Hi, comma Jack. Um, and it is Hi, from... it's alongside Andy Brickley. <laughs> it's a New England IPA from Hobbs Brewing Company. And see, I crushed the can and then I retrieved it from the recycling, realizing I forgot the name of the beer. So I'm trying to work off a crushed can right here. Um, Mountain Wayne, Ossipee, New Hampshire. There you go. Um, so I will say that my first experience with this beer was in the shower. It was my shower beer the other night Hell on yeah. a Saturday night, you know, celebrating Halloween weekend. Um, and I must say it was the best shower beer I've had, uh, which to my recollection, I mean, I haven't had too many a shower beer. I, I've certainly had yeah, a Corona in the shower, which is a big mistake in itself, having a glass bottle in the shower. Don't shower beer with a bottle unless you have a safe place to keep it. I disagree. Um, I think you can shower beer with a bottle. Y- you can, but I feel like the you know, can is probably most responsible. A can is most responsible. You got to drink responsibly and shower <laughs> more responsibly. That's true. Um, so we, we have but, one of those, we have one of those like hanging things with it, like, you know, has a couple of shelves where you can put stuff in it, like bottles of shampoo and like a, a glass okay. bottle of beer fits really well in one of those. Yeah, I think. Um, but for this one, man, like compared to all the beers I've had in the shower and just the general experience of a shower beer, uh, this this tops it. This is uh, the perfect so shower beer. So now it's tasteability, drinkability, and showerability. Showerability. <laughs> shower you can shower yourself in this beer, man. <laughs> it is clean. Um, no, uh, don't do that. 
it's a 6.2%, but honestly, just, it, it was a great experience uh, of showering with this beer. Um, <laughs> I don't know where really you're going to go with this. Yeah, uh, you know, your, like, your usual post-trick. You can take it a second. I'm going to say drinkability. Um, if you're in the shower, it's a 37 regularly. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a 27. Uh, tasteability in the shower. 37 but i guess it tastes a little like water if you're in the shower you're getting a little bit of splash from the water you know <laughs> go 30, 37 in the shower uh 32 without that splash my favorite beer review of all time <laughs> can't follow it up it's the same beer it's, what, it's, what's it's, your it's, experience it's, it's like 37 in the shower all right. Um, I think that's good I, for SEO. I can't believe, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't believe that I am going to take Drew's lead on this, but I'm going to review this in shower terms. Um, this did, is. Did you guys a very both have that in the shower? Beer. No, I have not together. showered with it. Yeah. I have not showered. I want to. You can't. Don't lie. We can't. The boys who podcast oh, together shower together. <laughs> it's like after hockey games, they shower together. It's after hockey. <laughs> <laughs> you just turn off all your podcast equipment go to the locker room <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't shower with shower. The, chris chris never... wait you, do you not shower with the bail it boys like you don't oh man damn um, uh, if anybody's ever seen the television show Stella, uh, if you haven't, I highly suggest you look it up. It's a piece of art. I'm pretty sure there's only like one or two seasons that it got canceled, but it's beautiful. Um, that is absolutely something that would happen in that show. Wild shit. But and it's called Stella Artois? Just Stella. Oh. Stella! Stella. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, back to the, the shower beer to get on track or something like that. Uh, <laughs> this is the type of shower beer that you'd want if like Okay, so it's really cold out, dead of winter. You got to go out and, like, you got to fucking snow blow your driveway or something. Something like that forces you to be out there in the cold for a while. You're chilled to the bone. You want to come in, and you're like, all right, I always want to relax now. You go and you turn on the steaming hot shower. You jump in. You're feeling great. You're finally getting warm again. And you want this type of beer because it is a beer's beer, if that makes sense. It is very hoppy, I think, Uh very hazy, just like a, a very classic hoppy hazy New England IPA. You kind of you get what you expect with it, but you get it in a heavy way. I don't you, know you, you get, get it. Hard. You get more than what you expect if you shower with it. Actually, <laughs> uh, it is just a kind of a, a a poster child for new england ipas like it's exactly what you think of in your brain when you're like hazy hoppy new england ipa so it's the best beer on earth <laughs> it's i'm not saying that i i think uh if you if you're not into like really hoppy and kind of bitter beers and it's probably not for you but if if you want like again that that kind of deep edge of that pool then that's that's the one to take uh drinkability i'm gonna put it kind of low because it is pretty hoppy i wouldn't see myself having more than like two of these probably um so probably like an 11 drinkability taste though is like a 35 it's you can really taste this good beer though i do like it chris or lancy whoever speaks first i think lancy left as soon as you started talking about showering with beers oh okay damn it 
Lancey. Lancey oh, doesn't like goodness. a good shower beer. Or does he? Let's find out right <laughs> now. Joins us I'm now the, the host. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> yes, I win the quiet game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're having a little. We're, we're now showering there. together um, and playing a quiet game at the same time. So, this speaking of shower beers, I think this. <laughs> oh, good stuff, everybody. Um, so speaking of shower beers, this might be my favorite shower beer. Uh, Drew, you okay, bud? <laughs> Yeah. My internet fucked up. Just picture playing the quiet okay? game in the shower. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All right, cool. I just switched internets to make sure I'm uh, I'm actually good. Um, yeah. So I uh, I have a Montucky cold snack, a beer I've featured on this podcast before, but the way I describe it is just like super crisp it's it's just like a it's a regular ass lager it's i think it's five percent alcohol um yeah doesn't say but it seems like about that um yeah it's uh it's just like it's the best lager i've ever had <laughs> wow that's it's that's quite a statement it's everything that the Coors Light advertising campaigns want you to believe that it is. Um, there are there are mountains, blue mountains on on this can, also. By the way, um, it's just a yeah, it's just like a really refreshing beer. Like, and beer is generally not something that I find refreshing, um, but this is one that, like, yeah, if you want to take a beer into the shower. Or if you want to just like grill outside during the summer, or like go to the beach, like this is something that I would drink. Um, and it's, I think also like the perfect beer to have after you've had something with that's like a really strong flavor, um, like like a really hoppy IPA or like a really sour sour. This is something that to like balance out that that flavor. Um, it doesn't have a strong taste to it. You can definitely, it definitely has that like kind of, um, you know, almost metallic aftertaste that, that kind of malty beers sometimes have. But um, I wouldn't say that's unpleasant. It's just kind of like the aftertaste. It's just a, just a really crisp beer. Um, tasteability will give it a, like a three drinkability. 37. Some high praise. I really like the uh, nice. Coors nice. Light comparison. That was. It's uh, also the unof- the official unofficial beer of Montana. So, Ooh. much like Miller Light is <laughs> the official unofficial <laughs> Maybe beer. Maybe we could work out something with these guys. I, I want to. Official unofficial partners. Uh, Actually, Chris, I did tweet out your comparison to Coors Light. So. Oh, sick. Yeah. There's a <laughs> quote by you on Twitter. There's a lot of dot dot dots because I couldn't like keep up. But uh, I, I, I get Lancey. Let's uh, it's the cleanup hitter right here. 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna strike out on this one because you'll be disappointed. I am all out of beer currently. I mean, there's wheat beer in the fridge, but that's not good. So yeah, I'm all out of beer. Mine if you want. We we mm. talked about this on the last on the last one that you were on, where you just didn't have anything in the fridge Which except for your dad's. Like last week. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a very very sad time to be alive, but I will fix this eventually. <laughs> I mean, you know how often I get out of the house. I could just do something like Grizzly or something, but um, anyway, uh, I'm all out of beer, so I'm drinking good old fashioned H two O. I thought you were going to say a good old fashioned <laughs> of uh, Charlie Coyle and Halloween. Because he was the water boy, and uh, you know, you got the Gatorade bottle. Oh, yeah. Yes, I have it in is my it Gatorade bottle. Screwed on tightly enough, or you? It is. There is no is Dustin there any Brown. Practical jokes being played on it? it. The great thing about this is I played goalie in deck hockey, and you'd think I'd have one of these things when I played goalie, but no, I got it after I finished playing. So I just used it in the driveway all the time, me and <laughs> all my friends. Nice. Anyway, so water, 37 out of 37. Do you recommend it at least, uh, what, like eight glasses a day or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever the math is, yeah. And, uh, yeah, water came from a well. Tastes great. Really good. Uh, add some soap and you got a shower or a bath. <laughs> or add some beer. <laughs> We're all tied in. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Um. So we got some uh, listener questions that I think we're gonna we're gonna battle off with. First of all, from S Bonesy at S Bonesy JT Sports, uh, where did Cam get that pine tree sweater? So, for listeners, uh, Cam is wearing a pine tree sweater. Well, this uh, is this is to call this a pine tree sweater is a little bit uh, underwhelming. This is a old main state flag sweater this is they they changed the state flag it is now worse than the old one and there's there's been a movement actually to switch it back to this one it's a beautiful flag it's kind of a light cream color with a a dark green pine tree and a uh a navy blue uh small star up the top left of the pine tree um Really great flag. I would rec- I would recommend checking it out. I really think if it would be reinstituted for the main state flag, it would be like a top five, top five flag. flag in the country. Yeah, I would say that's uh, a good one. Anyway, um, I had to actually ask my girlfriend about this because she got it for me. So I I saw my man Sam send this question in, and I wasn't sure. Here you go, Chris, for the picture. You can get wait, wait hold up, hold up. Nope. Hold on. This is the one. we go um i saw sam's question yeah it was uh apparently it was from the blue lobster in the old port in portland that's where she got it so um they got some cool stuff i would check it out if you're ever in portland but uh yeah anyway support the old main state flag coming back it's pretty awesome it's a beautiful simple design but it's it's pretty sweet um and if you're driving around the state you'll probably see a lot of them flying because a lot of people like this one a lot more so well, I'm really glad that that's the, the corner I'm, of the flag in New England because that's a, a thing that is you see at flag? reps games. It's well, so it's it's been used for both, but it's you know, like these days you can also find it on the flag in New England. 
I think it's great that the old the old main state flag is like actually cool, and there's a lot of states in the country that uh, their their state flag in general, not just their old one, but in general, is uh, horrifyingly offensive. Anyway, uh, moving right along from from that, um, where are state flag questions? Yeah, let's make this a state flag podcast. Which have you seen Mississippi's current state flag? It is great, the magnolia and everything. Anyway, thirty-seven out of thirty-seven. Um. Our good friend Robert Schlosser at R Schloss 33 says he's best best Halloween costume you saw by a Bruin this year uh, is the first question there. Uh, Personally, I'm going to say Taylor Hall because that's the only Bruins costume I saw this year other than Vladar. And I know he's a Panther, but he's Darth Vladar. And I think that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, not a bird anymore, but still, you know, in our hearts. In our hearts, like always. Bird form. Um, I probably shouldn't be the one to answer second, so I didn't see too many either. I haven't been on, like, Instagram that much lately, and I didn't see too many on Twitter. I remember seeing a couple. Like, I remember seeing uh, Brandon Carlo. I remember seeing Coyle. Um, I think I saw something with, like, MacBoy or something, but I don't really remember what many of them were. So I don't know if I have – I didn't see too many, honestly. Nancy Christie, did you have a a favorite one? Well, the Lazars, the Lazars were the Incredibles. Oh, was, that's nice. Get this, Great choice. incredible. It was very, yeah. very incredible. Then, uh, cut it, cut it right. There. That was oh, that was a good oh, one. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy Swayman and Connor Clifton and their romantic partners made up the band Kiss. Which, uh, wait, they did. Like, wait, if, wait, 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 wait. What, breaking news to Drew. This? What, what website? Oh, I'm sorry, Drew. Do you not follow the cool accounts on Instagram or something? Because I follow Connor Clifton and his girlfriend on Twitter because I have the good old Quinnipiac in my bio. So they think they think, uh, you know, they I'm, think you're something I'm special, him. which I mean, you are, but I'm looking up Instagram on the computer. By the way, Instagram's super unfriendly on a laptop. You know, they just made it so that you can post from a desktop now. Oh, really? Very much looking forward to never using that. Uh, Connor Clifton's last post is his wedding. So, like, you know, what a fucking idiot posting about his wedding. Next. uh, Sick Brad got married. (laughs) Did uh, Swayman uh, post it? Oh, he did. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty well done. So I think Drew has a new favorite now. Oh, yeah, dude. How can you get better than that? And I love that these guys are, like, around our age and they're still, like, they're dressing up as Kiss. It isn't, like, someone who, like, we saw Kiss live. Like, uh, that's awesome. That's fucking, fucking awesome. Wow. That's the best in the NHL right there. Kiss was ruined for me with the stadium series in L.A. Or was it Anaheim? Or it doesn't even matter at this point when they made that appearance at Dodger Stadium. They're like, we're going to be playing! And... It was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We couldn't get anyone better. <laughs> We're in LA. We couldn't get anyone better. I just, I don't know how. <laughs> LA. Anyone that's more in tune with actually being in tune and stuff. LA. Chris, favorite Bruins uh, Halloween costume? Uh, I mean, I really like the 
the seven dwarfs thing, but um, I, I want to throw it back to, um, I think maybe six, seven years ago, David Krejci went as Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah. And instead of looking like Luke Skywalker, he looked more like uh, Jimmy McElroy from Blades of Glory, <laughs> uh, which I found to be like the most unintentionally hilarious thing I'd ever seen. Um, so that's that's my go. Years ago. That was like four years ago. Fun fact. Okay. Because I had I had the fun job of identifying every single player in the photo that made it to the airwaves during <laughs> the Nesson broadcast. I just I, it was my pin tweet for a really long time. Um, so I uh, yeah I didn't know how long ago it was, but it was uh, very funny to me. Uh, to me, that's the the goat Bruins. Uh, well, maybe not the the. Well, I, I guess costumes in general the chara easter bunny yeah um oh yeah that's that's an all-timer that's tattooed on drew's ass right now yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) wasn't that if jake debrusque doesn't score if jake debrusque scores or something that i get i forget what the oh no no no. it was if the bruins scored in the last 10 minutes of a game and jake debrusque literally saved my ass because he scored that's what it was yeah checks out the bruise and bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. nfl fans hungry for a big win this week well DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl has you covered new customers can bet just five dollars on any nfl team to win their game and if they do you win two hundred dollars in free bets winner winner chicken dinner it's that simple to feel the sweat like never before. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, anyway, next question. Well, all right. Schloss has a part two to his question, but it doesn't relate. But uh, Lancey's response to his question does relate. So we're going to skip on to that, and then we'll go back to Rob. Um, Lancey. Uh, who is here, says, uh, piggy, piggybacking off, uh, wow, piggybacking off of this, best Halloween costume that you, the host, which also means Nick himself, little did you know, had back in the day. So best costume that us four had back in the day. Um, anyone want to think a little bit? Uh, well, so much like the Krejci Star Wars thing, I also had many Star Wars costumes over the years. I was uh, Anakin Skywalker one year, and then the following year, I was Darth Vader. Had my reputation era. And uh, one time as a kid, I was the green M&M. So very uh, progressive thinking. And you're welcome, society, for 
just totally dismantling norms of anyone can be whatever M&M they want to be. <laughs> Green is my favorite color. So, you know. The true trail laser, Lancey. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, piggybacking off that, Lancey. So my, my mom uh, was uh, an excellent mother in many ways, but uh, maybe her, her greatest achievement was being very patient with me around Halloween times because um, I was very specific about things that I wanted to be and like how I wanted it to look. And she would uh, oftentimes make me Halloween costumes because um, the ones that were you know, when I was a kid, I don't think they sold Halloween costumes in the same manner that they do now. Like, I don't think Spirit uh, Halloween. Yeah, I don't think that was all available in in such a way. That there were definitely me. Halloween stores, but it was more like, here's all the makeup and, and stuff if you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they had some masks and stuff. But um, one year, my mom made me a Stormtrooper costume. Um, I want to say I was in like second grade. And like made the full on like a paper mache helmet. Uh, and like I had a white jumpsuit that she like made all the things with electrical tape on it. Uh, that, that was an all timer. I've, I have a pretty good picture of that back at home. that I'll uh, maybe I'll post that on socials next time I'm home. Um, the minute you mentioned making something yourself, I I'd like to revise mine now to when I was a stick figure, uh, I didn't go through trick-or-treating <laughs> as a stick figure or anything. I just stood in my yard as kids would walk by and just like wave my arms and stuff. It was fun. I took my hat off at one point and threw it in the air. It's a great time. Does it have to be Halloween to do that? Because I just do that on a, on a regular basis. Honestly, I would love to do it again. If you and a few of your friends want to get together and have a stick figure party, let's make it happen. So the, the other two... <laughs> next live episode. <laughs> the other two that stand out, uh, one year I went as Godzilla. I, I bought like one of the like Godzilla masks and then my mom made like the rest of the it was like purple Godzilla mask. It wasn't like purple, but it was like purple tinted kind of. So she made the rest of the costume kind of like purple maroon um, and like had the full on tail and everything with like a bunch of, you know, the triangle scale things on the back on the spine. That was an excellent costume. And then the one that I kind of uh, did on my own, like when I got a little bit older, was I was Slash from Guns N' Roses. Um, and I've, I've worn that a couple of times since. I, I make a pretty convincing Slash. Cam, you got anything? Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, I, I pulled off a pretty good Joker back in the day. Uh, like, like you and everyone else. I think it was about middle school when like the Dark Knight was was the rage. Oh, great movie though. I still think probably the best superhero movie I've seen. Um, and then me and my buddy that I played hockey with uh, when I was the Hanson Brothers one year, we got like our own uh, Charleston Chiefs T-shirts printed with you know numbers and Hanson names in the back. And then uh, I taped up my glasses and he taped up his and we did the tinfoil knuckles and shit uh so that was pretty sweet um yeah those were probably the two i think that stuck out i think i had a pretty decent one in college but i'm trying i can't really remember what it was so um yeah no it must have been a good must have been a good halloween (laughs) 
Wait, you got uh, invited to Halloween parties in college? What? It's the first I've ever heard of something like this. Where was my invite? Um, Lance, you're welcome, buddy. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> one, one of oh, my sorry, favorites was... Therapy. One of my favorites was from our college. I was a, uh, I bought a like twenty dollars from Target a pink gorilla costume, like a full body <laughs> gorilla costume, and I wore a uh, black and yellow T-shirt, black with the yellow text on it. Um, Keep calm and smoke a blunt. Um, and I bought it outside of a Bruins game from one of the street vendors. Uh, so that was probably. But you didn't wear that to a game, did you? No, I bought it after again. Oh, I was gonna say. I mean, still, still. Incredible. I've worn it in public since, uh, but not at any uh, professional or educational institutions. Um, but uh, yeah, that was great. Um, had that for a while. Eventually, threw it out because it was probably disgusting. Um, and then I uh, probably the the funniest was just that I was trying to. It, it was towards the end of my trick or treating career. Um, so I was kind of just throwing together costumes, um, you know, day of, and I found like this, uh, like tropical shirt, like Margaritaville, like, you know, that kind of thing. And then a hat and a fake mustache and fake glasses and stuff. So I, I was going as a tourist was my, was my thing. Um, and I went up to no, this door, no, you know, no. say trick or treat, whatever. And this old man answers, uh, and he goes, what are you a doctor and i was like i am wearing a red floral collared t-shirt uh like cockies um a, a like a hat that is basically like a cowboy hat but you know a rimmed hat like straw hat kind of thing what kind of doctor are you seeing because <laughs> i think i think you're being conned i think i think you're in a world of trouble you should get seen by an actual doctor because i don't know how the fuck he thought i was a fucking doctor um but that's always doctor that, in like a cheech and chong movie that that just like plagues my memory that this guy thought i was a doctor when i was like dressed like jimmy buffett like, uh, uh. So, so drew i have doctor of music i have a similar story but kind of the opposite um one year i went as quote unquote a spy i want to say i was like six years old and i don't know what i thought spies were at that time but i went wearing uh a red kind of like lone ranger mask um and a black cowboy hat with like a string underneath. <laughs> Super in- <laughs> Super low key. Yeah. Inconspicuous was the word I was searching for. Yeah. And so every time I'd knock on the door and be like trick or treat, I would say, you know, half the people would ask, you, oh, what are you? Uh, and I'd be like, I'm a spy. And then like maybe a quarter of the people would be like, oh, are you Zorro or are you? you the lone ranger and i would angrily be like no i'm a spy (laughs) (laughs) yeah very relatable stuff there um i remembered mine i i pulled off a pretty mean piggy blinder oh it was fun i thought about that this year i was one up this year by my old college teammates i'll show drew here but they ripped a pretty mean piggy blinders uh my buddy nick I guess being Tommy Shelby and then my buddy Corey being Jeremiah, but uh, you guys can kind of see on the 
but they they fucking rocked it. So oh, yeah. uh, I thought I had a pretty good Peaky Blinder, but I saw that, and I mean, if you took away the um, siding of the house behind and dropped in like uh, Birmingham, you could that would be right from the show. It's really well done. So I'll give them credit because they won off me. But um, I've seen some mean Peaky Blinder. I mean, the Bruins did Peaky Blinder just a couple years ago too. During, uh, yeah. The was Winter Classic. Wasn't that the Winter Classic? Oh, no, it was the Winter Classic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019 Winter Classic, to be exact. Uh, so what, did, what, what were we this year? Did anybody dress up? I was uh, Shaggy and Julia was Velma, it, that was uh, which unfortunately that. I wound up seeing a lot of on uh, Instagram oh. the oh. day after. Yeah, um, very popular this year. It was definitely shameful. <laughs> <And then laughs> the, uh, last was really night, convincing, though. Last night I was I was surprised really that the part. we were going out, even though I was warned probably weeks in advance that we were going out again on Sunday. Um, so I didn't have a costume plan. She didn't really either. So she put on like some uh, like makeup, kind of like like uh, it, it, some of it was like David Bowie kind of inspired, but also like punk rock kind of kind of stuff. And then so I wore uh, jeans, a white t shirt, a leather jacket, and a red bandana, and I basically looked like how Bruce I looked like a baby. Lot. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I said. I was <laughs> and I was preparing myself for like. People ask me like, "Oh, so are you blank?" And I would have just said yes to whatever everyone said. <laughs> That's the, the best costume. As me. Yep, you nailed it. Great are you Drew Johnson for the Bruise and Bruins podcast? Yes. How did you know? That's who I am no, for Halloween. No, no one's ever gonna guess that. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I'm noticed on the streets here in Portland. Not for being in the Bruise and Bruins podcast, probably for walking weird, but getting in trouble for jaywalking again, huh? <laughs> Lance, did you anything? I jaywalk a lot. That's how you get somewhere in a city. With nieces, right? I so no. I I was invited to a party that was going to be on the Mm thirtieth, and then my friends that were hosting said party moved. Now they're still within the area, but they moved to a a different apartment. That they're like, yeah, people go to bed at like eight here and get mad if we like just even talk to each other. So we're gonna plan something later in the year if possibly ever you know just sometime in the future and it may or may not be costume themed at that point it might just be us going to a bar so i got to scratch my plans of being david posternock at the winter classic and telling people that you made me miss the barbie songs so barbie girl song but uh yep that was my our uh, our friend of the pod howie jr did uh posternock from the uh, from the outdoor game so shouts to them that looked good i could have done that like? or or early patrice bergeron or even mid career patrice bergeron because i have the socks that work for the three jerseys and i have hockey pants that i did try on again just to make sure that they still fit the other day and i'm proud to announce i can finally wear adult size <laughs> pants because i think these youth size are now even though they were like an extra large too small that that was the the Lake Tahoe game. I was gonna say Lake Winnipesaukee. Um, Lake Winnipesaukee. I realized like the NHL probably wouldn't go to Lake Winnipesaukee <laughs> for a game. <laughs> it's not like hey, a you know. monumental lake or anything. Know. You know, it's not it named after a Chevy vehicle, but you know, it's uh, yeah, famously the vehicle. Uh, if they named the name. 
if they named the vehicle the Wimpasaki, it would be like trying to spell Yastrzemski for everyone in, outside Carl the region. They just wouldn't be able to get it. Carl yeah. um, so I I went to I went to Arizona and did some trick or treating with the uh, with Cat's daughter Is and Is really wanted to dress up as Spider Man characters. Um, she was Spider Gwen. And I was Spider-Man Noir, uh, as uh, portrayed by Nicolas Cage in Into the Spider-Verse. Um, People hate on him, and I just gotta I say, think, that I think the costume looked they? good, but it was uh, it was really tough to see because <laughs> I had the uh, I had the goggles that had like a little ring light that kind of went around the eyes, and they were already a little too wide apart. So it was already hard to see, even if the light wasn't on. And then you turn the light on, and it was, uh, you couldn't see anything. So instead so, of walking the child, the child walked you. And uh, uh, and you know. uh, Kat was here for the night before Halloween, and we went to a, a party, and we were characters from Madagascar. Love um, it. I love reminding people that Andy Richter is in that movie. <laughs> I wouldn't um, think I believe he's the voice of Mort. We also wanted to uh talk about the uh <clears throat> Jerry Remy's passing away legendary broadcaster and also former player of the Red Sox. Uh, I feel like we should have done this at the beginning, but um No, this is an end of the pod thing. This is a this is a good, I suppose, ending to the podcast here. Um I, I guess just to start off i mean jerry remy i honestly can't remember a time that i was alive and he wasn't the red sox color commentator it doesn't exist <laughs> like seriously uh i mean i was born in 96 so i probably like 2004 was the first year i actually remember seeing a baseball game um and i'm pretty sure you know he was color commentator since then so um you know obviously a little off and on in the past few years, but just, uh, you know, him and him and Don Ursula, who I remember as a tandem and like, that's my childhood of watching baseball. Um, and just, I don't know. Just, I, I saw a video today too, where someone saying, you know, he could break down a hockey game uh, or sorry, a baseball game, but here's him breaking down someone trying to put on a poncho uh, with it being like really windy and raining outside. And he did it phenomenally. And I just think he could he could commentate on anything. And it seems like most of the stuff I've seen, it isn't just like he was a great commentator, he was a great player, teammate, whatever. It's just he was a great person. He brought smiles to everyone's faces. Um, he, especially in the booth, and I think when you're a baseball broadcaster, you have to definitely come across with some sort of personality because there isn't constant action. It's a lot of it is conversational between you and your partner. And Jerry Remy did that better than anybody. Um, he just seemed like such a genuine person on the mic um, and uh, will surely be missed. Yeah, what an absolute warrior. Um, just uh, Cam and I were talking a little bit before we started recording about like, it kind of seemed like this was a, an every other year kind of deal where it did just like you get that hammer where Jerry Remy has cancer again and um, and every time he just kicked its ass and just had such a great attitude about going after it and just thinking like, man, that's, that's just, 
I can't imagine the force of will it takes to fight that every time it comes back and um, kind of made it hurt extra bad that, um, you know, it, it was, it kind of came as a surprise that, um, you know, when we found out all, that news and it, it wasn't really uh, something that people were expecting. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, really fucking sucks um same thing drew was saying just like the the voice of the red sox for uh the entirety of my my life um and you know i haven't been spending as much time you know watching the red sox since i uh moved out to san diego but for my whole childhood was basically watching 162 games a year and then the playoffs for whatever uh you know, rounds they were allowed to put on Nesson, but, um, yeah, just sincerely one of the best in the business and just seemed like one of the best guys in the business too. Like no one had anything bad to say about him. Just, uh, absolutely sucks. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot else to say. Just, uh, got a lot of good memories. Um, uh, some one of the funniest people um on on the mic here comes um, the pizza <laughs> yeah i mean people remember the pizza but there were like 10 to 20 cheese. other ones that like, like just so much yeah I, one, of, one of my 10 favorites, to 20 other ones a night yeah, yeah well, <laughs> one of one of my personal favorites was uh i i don't even know if this is on youtube or anything but there was one time that it became kind of a running joke for a while. And I think it kind of eventually faded away, but there was, um, there was a lunar eclipse and Jerry Remy was trying to explain to, or I guess Don Orsillo was trying to explain what he thought a lunar eclipse was. And he thought it was when the sun passes between the earth and the moon. (laughs) (laughs) And Jerry Remy <laughs> could not stop laughing about it. Uh, and for for maybe a couple of years after that, anytime they mentioned the moon, uh, Jerry would have a little bit of fun with Don over that. That's a good one. Um, no, yeah. Uh, just to kind of reiterate what Chris said, it's just kind of a, another reminder that we don't need about how awful cancers um i mean like chris said we were talking pretty pot about it and it was just like it, it really didn't seem like one of those things that just kept happening and um you kind of took it for granted as, as awful as it is and you were like oh shit it's back but you know he's gonna he's done it six times already and you know he's gonna be away for a while and and that sort of thing but you know hopefully we've been in the booth again next year and I mean, you know that has to end at some point, but you kind of just, you know, it happens six times on number seven. You're like, you feel like there's a chance that he'll be back soon. And uh, I remember him throwing out the the first pitch for the wild card game against the Yankees and kind of thinking, just like, oh, he's not looking great and that sort of thing. Um, looking back, it's a lot sadder now watching that. But, yeah, you know, he, he didn't look great at the time, and I, I still didn't really put the gouts together, and I, I slept in when the news had broke, but I, I told Chris I woke up to a text from my buddy pretty much telling me what had happened, or commenting on it, rather, and I was like, oh, my God, like, 
like Jerry Remy and I went on Twitter and saw it and I it kind of connected the dots right away and like oh my god yeah I mean this guy's in his seventh battle with cancer it's it's awful but um yeah I mean it goes to show you to like never take any of that shit for granted and just to reiterate these guys said and my god like nobody better in the business he really could make any game any inning any pitch any anything in the game or just in the atmosphere, uh, interesting to anybody. Just was a household name in New England. Just a, a voice of comfort for kind of sports fans um, throughout the area. And obviously the Red Sox means so much to this area. And Jerry Remy embodied the Red Sox like very few people have throughout its its history. So it's going to be missed for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it. I know Lancey wrote something that was really beautiful about it, so I'll I'll toss it to him. Oh yeah, go uh, go read that. that a little uh, bit. Go go Please find know. Lancey's article. We'll we'll retweet it again block. around the release of this episode. But well, I mean, you know, it's whether it's you learn about things the way Norm Macdonald didn't tell anyone for nine years, or just the numerous battles with cancer that Jeremy had. The outcome always sucks cancer sucks it's it's the worst thing i can't imagine when you get told hey here's the diagnosis you know how your outlook on life just dramatically shifts and uh, it's not about what you do from then on because your whole entire life you should be being the best person you can be be kind to other people that sort of thing but jerry remy as a person would hit home runs jerry remy while fighting cancer and still being part of the community and feeling love and everything would hit grand slams. So, you know, it, it's, it's hard because he was that father figure for some older fans or the grandfather figure for younger fans where you just, you felt like you knew him if you did or didn't actually know him. I was lucky enough to get to work with him for a season and that season got interrupted by one of his bouts with cancer, which just, was that was tough because you know you, you can't replace him there there's never going to be another jerry remy and uh there'll be people that might do great impressions and things like the the guy that just did the thing on robin williams that everyone's been saying hey can we get some writers and actually make this into a movie but it's that energy that you can't contain because matter can neither be created nor destroyed it just kind of the person comes and goes and uh yeah, you know, it's he was one of the best people, as you guys mentioned. Uh, if you got to the ballpark before him, you didn't. He was already there. And even if he was stuck in traffic, you still didn't beat him. You, you don't take that title away from Jerry Remy because everyone loves him. And he was the president of Red Sox Nation, both officially and officially before and after that promotion in 2007 occurred. It, it was him. It was always him. It had to be him. Fans loved Ted Williams. They love Jerry Remy equally as much, if not perhaps more so, because he was from around here. He got drafted into the Major League Baseball. He played for the California Angels. He got traded. He signed with the Red Sox. He played for them for so long and then was part of their homes every single night with a rare night off in between when the team's traveling. You know, he he's that figure that is hard to replace because of just how frequent he was everywhere in everyone's lives and how many people he touched and it's very fitting that he got his his final ovation like ted williams you know being 
carted into Fenway, throwing out the first pitch. And uh, really, all that you need to know is when you look at, you know, Ramdog and Eck looking into each other's eyes. There are many different types of love in the world. There's a romantic love when you have a romantic partner. There's family love. There's friendship love. Those two guys love each other. You know, they're they're best friends. And all the more reason why you should tell your best friends you love them. Dude, good stuff. Yeah. All right, I love man. you guys. Yeah, I, was I, was that. I love you guys. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, I think I think we should end it on that. Unless anyone has anything else. Yeah, no, that was pretty solid. To add, was, but I, I mean, I can't. I can't top that, Lancey. Yeah. It was beautiful as always. Um, thanks. Well, I guess I'm hosting now, so thanks everyone <laughs> yeah. for listening. Something like that. Um, <laughs> check us out next week um, when we'll have some more stuff. Don't forget to vote on Twitter for Drew's next ass tattoo. It's going on the left cheek this time. So yeah, I actually do need a new tattoo. So I mean, I'm open to all ideas. It's going to be Connor Clifton and Jeremy Swayman as members of Kiss. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) or just kissing. Who knows? Anyway. (laughs) 